you're watching and listening to Fat Billion Knows Everything and it's called Fat Billion Knows Everything because I do know everything. Now this week, I want to talk about something that's oh, it's in the news. Guess what happened? An MCO has been declared, fine. But then an emergency has also been declared. So I don't know. Uh, this, I guess this week what I'm going to be talking about is uh, I'm a believer of democracy. I'm a believer of a democracy even though I am reading this book right now, The Myths We Live By, uh, by Peter Cave, which is talking about the, uh, the, the cons and the negative aspects of democracy, but I'm still a big democracy believer. And now with this emergency that has been declared in Malaysia, uh, I'm kind of trying to find out what are the check and balances that are available to us, right, when it comes to governance in Malaysia and, you know, yeah, because of the emergency. So, so how, how, how does it work? How does it work? So that, that's, that's what I want to talk about, right? And this week, this week's episode is brought to you by pickled mango made by my mother-in-law. Jeruk, jeruk mangga, no? Jeruk mangga. Ha, yeah, oh, yes. Here's the deal. I love jeruk mangga. <laughs> and my mother-in-law makes quite good jeruk mangga, you know. Uh, yeah, so she should try her jeruk mangga. How are you going to get in touch with my mother-in-law? I don't know. Search online. <laughs> Shireen Koo's jeruk mangga. <laughs> anyway, back to what I want to talk about now. Oh, this is good. Mmm. Mm. Well, I understand that we are facing a crisis. We're facing a crisis, right? Um, the numbers of infections when it comes to COVID-19 in Malaysia is just breaking records every day. We've got more than 3,000 a day now, right? Uh, of infections a day. That's crazy. I remember when we had the first MCO, early last year in March, uh, the numbers were like 100, maybe 100 something, you know, even less than 100, and everybody was already so um, concerned that we called a lockdown. Then after that, the numbers started increasing, 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 increasing. We kind of controlled it, right? Then we all know after the Sabah state elections, uh, we don't know, you know, technically was it caused by the Sabah state elections or not, but that was the marking point in the year. After that, the numbers suddenly started spiking. And at the end of this year, uh, last year, the numbers went up even more. And, and by that time, we had already relaxed our MCO. Uh, we were already going out, you know, we were allowed to work, school started happening. Then they had to call back, you know, they had to stop schools again. And now with the number of infections rising up so high, the government decided to call an MCO again. Now, I... I don't know, before this, I was very, uh, I felt like an MCO wasn't needed, right? Because I thought that, hey, we just follow SOPs, wear our masks, see, 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 I've got a mask, you know, sanitize yourself, hygiene, hygiene is important, like maintain social distancing and we can control it. It doesn't seem like the country can. So I'm all for taking, you know, measures to control the pandemic, control infections. If we have to go for a lockdown, we go for a lockdown, right? But everybody needs to abide by the rules. I mean, yeah, I, I believe in that too, right? But 
as you know last week on Monday when the Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin uh, declared the lockdown, right the next day, early in the morning, I went out for my run, I was having breakfast with my wife, checked the phone, hey, an emergency has just been declared. Right, now the emergency was declared um, by Dagon. Of course, after being briefed by um, the Prime Minister and other senior government officials, right, okay, emergency until August, right, we all know that. But if the situation improves before that, then emergency might be lifted, okay. Now, I know throughout this whole week, people have been talking about whether it's democratic, undemocratic, was it a political move, was it because Muhyiddin was afraid that he doesn't have a majority in parliament anymore, he wants to control the government, he still wants to be the prime minister that he has declared this emergency so nobody can touch him and all that. Discussions have been going on in the media and you know social media and all that, so that's fine. But that's not really what I want to talk about, right? I have my opinions, right? But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about now is the fact that, okay, emergency has been declared, right? It has been declared. Uh, and it's going on until August, like it or not, right? Um, and what are actually the measures that have been taken to ensure that there won't be abuse of power? Well, I'm not saying it's going to be any abuse of power, but of course there will be an opportunity for it. And look, we can try to make sure, right? We can try to question and criticize and see if we can actually see what measures are in place. We need to be confident. The Prime, Prime Minister, when he made his... Look, somebody's here? Who's that? Okay, anyway. The Prime Minister, when he made his announcement, when he gave that live speech on TV, right, he was also trying to assure people. He said that this emergency is not a military coup. Military is not going to be taking over. Um, the civil government will still continue. You know, um, the, the country will still be governed like normal. Right? And that the emergency is only for the health pandemic. He said that it was only for the government to be able to quickly make laws and rules that can help them manage. Who is that? It's okay, it's okay. Right? Um, so, he said that it, it's supposed to allow the government to make quick rules and take quick action in order to manage the pandemic. Okay. Right? Because under the emergency, again, the Prime Minister uh, explained in his statement, is that under emergency, the, 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 whoever's in power, the government can actually create ordinances or you know, specific laws that does not need the approval of parliament. And we all know he's also said that the parliament is going to be, dis well, he's not now dissolved. The parliament will be suspended. There will be no parliamentary sessions, not even state assemblies as well, right, under the emergency. So that's what... Uh, he, he, he said, and he, but he also said that uh, to assure people that there will be check and balance, they will form an independent committee because the Agong has asked for an independent committee to be formed that will consist of uh, MPs, right, from the government and also from the opposition, right, and I don't know, maybe other stakeholders as well, and this independent committee will monitor the situation and advise the Agong if the situation is getting better or not, right? So, yeah, he's trying to assure us, us of that. Uh, but maybe we need more details, right? Um, what is the actual role of this independent committee? Uh, what is the consistency of the committee? Uh, how many opposition members? How many government members? Um, 
uh, what's who are there any other stakeholders that are going to be in it uh, what can this committee do uh, do they just advise the Agong on the situation of the pandemic or can they actually uh, uh, I guess uh, research find out and question and uh, analyze and uh, give feedback and suggestions and be a part of the conversation when the government decides to create ordinances or take action under the emergency to settle the pandemic, to manage the pandemic? Do they play that role? Uh, if you read in the news reports, they have already, uh, the opposition has already um, uh, uh, kind of declared saying that yes, they have already received uh, contact from the government asking for names of three opposition members to be included into the committee. Uh, and if you read these reports as well, the opposition doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Some of them saying, are saying that, okay, uh, don't submit names because if you submit names, then you are going to, um, that means it shows that, uh, implies that you are okay with the emergency and hence you are also okay with the government, with the Muhyiddin's government, who a lot of people say now have a minority in, uh, support in par parliament, right? Uh, but some also say, hey, wait, 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 don't give names yet because we want to know what the consistency of the committee is yet and what the roles of the, the, the members are going to be, you know? Uh, but everything is very unclear, right? So I, as a journalist, as a member of the public, I want to be assured, uh, that's all I want to, I want to be assured if everything is going to be okay. And that, you know, our civil rights, our human rights, um, and all that can still be maintained, <laughs> right? Um, the Prime Minister in his statement also said that uh, under the emergency, uh, anybody who does anything to undermine the efforts of the government in trying to fight COVID-19, trying to fight the, the, the pandemic, will be taken stern action, right? Maybe a little bit of definition on that too, right? What can be done, what cannot be done? Uh, can we still ask questions to our leaders? Can we still observe, comment and criticize on the actions taken by the, the government uh, during this period? I think we should be able to, right? Uh, it doesn't mean we're gonna undermine the efforts of fighting COVID-19. We all want to fight COVID-19. I want this to end because I like traveling and now I can't travel, okay? Right? I want my kids to go to school, they can't go to school. Right? I want to interact with my friends and my family, can't do that. So everybody wants to fight COVID-19, right? But yeah, I think accountability still needs to be there. I, I understand that we need to take extreme measures to handle extreme situations, right? Which we are in, right? But what is the cost? And yeah, I just want to know that there will be proper check and balances that will still happen during this period to ensure that everything will be okay, all right? I think that just shouldn't stop people from asking questions, all right? That's what I, that, that's what I, that's what I think and that's what I want to say today. La. And I would like to make a call to all my viewers and listeners out there, all you guys out there, right? What do you think? Um, uh, is there proper check and balances? Can there be proper checks and balances in the situation that we have right now, all right? Uh, I don't know, maybe lawyers can chime in, journalists can chime in, people in the media can chime in, uh, maybe even, I don't know, politicians or leaders in the government chime in. Uh, just make it a discourse, lah, right? Uh, just want to have a discussion. That's what, I was, that's what I want to talk about, right, this week. Now, now, this is a section where I highlight something that I found quite interesting. Now, Yuval Harari, 
that's what I want to suggest and highlight this week. Okay. Now I've heard this name before, Yuval Harari. He's an intellectual. Uh, he's a historian. Uh, he's a writer uh, from Israel, right? He's Israeli, right? I've heard about his ideas and all that, but I've never really been called to read any of his writings or listen to him until one day when I was out running and I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Dak Shepherd's Armchair Experts. And that's, you can listen to it too, but that's not what I want to recommend, not his podcast, right? And on one of his ex, ex, uh, one of his episodes, Dak Shepherd was talking to Yuval Harari, right? And Yuval Harari was talking and I just liked the way he spoke. I liked the ideas that he brought across. He was talking about uh, humanity and how civilization evolves. Uh, he was talking about the history, he was talking about the present, and he was talking about the future. And he kind of like highlighted trends for me, showing how humans have evolved from being very, very, um, I guess, uh, dumb, <laughs> into becoming slightly not so dumb, right? And hopefully in the future, we get better and better and better. Uh, and he, he also, of course, he relates democracy into it. He relates societal values into it. He relates morality into it. Uh, he, he talks about a lot of things that involves our lives. And I found it very, very interesting. So I, I, went, I went out, you know, started looking for any of his work. And you can get his books in Malaysia in all the major bookstores. So this is one of his first books. Uh, one of his books is called Sapiens. It's written a couple of years ago, right? I've been reading it. It's really good, right? It's, a, it's an easy read that tackles tough topics and tough issues, but an easy, easy read, right? There's another book that goes, hold on, hold on. 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. This is like a compilation of his articles and essays that he's written. Uh, he has another book called Homo Sapiens, Homo Deus Sapiens. I don't know, I didn't get that book. Uh, uh, and actually, Sapiens uh, has just been launched as a graphic novel because he wants to target like a younger audience, right? Uh, with his ideas. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is what I want to recommend. Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, Google him, find out what he's all about. Uh, he's really interesting. He's interesting. His ideas are really, really, really interesting. Alright, so yeah, oh well, that's it. You've been watching and listening to Fatbidi Knows Everything. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Uh, go to fatbidi.com to get everything. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I mixed it up a little bit. You've been watching and listening to Fatbidi Knows Everything. I've got three kids, one wife, and me to support. So you've got to like, you know, help fund my life. So you actually can go to the Fatbidi e-store right i'm gonna link it below i'm gonna link it below right and you can get actually like fat billion merchandise right and most of it are well, actually books are. i used to sell dvds and films and all that but hey everything's available on youtube now so now if you want to get fat billion merchandise it's mostly books so i've got books here i've got books here see 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 like this book this is called uh the adventures of a Light in afghanistan it's a graphic novel see see graphic novel which i uh, wrote uh, and illustrated with my with my buddy Apan, right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called Operation Nasi Krabu, Finding Patani in an Islamic Insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in Southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. 
Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? Now it's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist who happens to be a father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. My best-selling book, Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.